Kendi, Rockstars. Prepare for a treat, let's meet and greet some bands and singers that are super sweet Making music that's fun for boys and girls, help them learn about this great big world Fun for the family, yes it's true, your kids will love it and you will too Clap and dance and sing aloud, become a part of the kindy crowd These songs will make you move your feet and give your ears a great big treat So settle in, grab your guitars, and let's get to know our kindy rock stars Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Joining me on the show today is Jason Meshes. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, Patrick. How you doing? I'm doing great. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got into kindy music. All right. All right. Well, it's really good to be here. I'm, I'm happy to, to be on the pod. I'm a fan, so this is exciting to be with you. Um, I fell into kindy music. I feel like the way a lot of our contemporaries fell into kindy music, uh, totally by accident. Um, I, um, I'm out here in Los Angeles, California, where I've been for the last 13 years. And I moved out to LA right after college to work in television. And I was doing a lot of bit comedy roles, uh, acting on TV, little small roles on Monk and the Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men and like tiny little one, two line parts, but enough to like, you know, I, I was doing it. I was working as an actor for a little while. It was very cool, very exciting. And between gigs, I did not, I didn't want to wait tables. I just like didn't want to do it. And I found out that there was um, a preschool uh, here in LA that was looking for a music guy. And I was like, well, I know music. I majored in musical theater. I'll figure it out. Uh, so yeah, I'll do this part-time between gig acting gigs instead of uh, waiting tables or making coffee or whatever. So I, I, I went to the preschool and they immediately, the job, the, 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 uh, audition and the interview for the job was that they put me in a room with a bunch of three-year-olds and they said, great, give us, you know, a, give us a 25 minute class with these kids. And I'd never done it before, but it went great. We I ended up just making up a bunch of stuff. Cause I didn't really know much kids music besides like, you know, wheels on the bus. And I didn't want to do that. And so we, uh, I, that's how it started. And so I started working in this preschool and the teachers would ask me, uh, weekly, they'd say, hey, Jason, do you have a song about the color red? Or do you have a song about washing your hands? Or do you have a song uh, about spaceships or whatever it was? And I would immediately see, I would say, yes, we'll do it tomorrow. And I'd go home that night and I would write a song about it because I didn't know any of these things. I didn't know any kids music yet. I wasn't, didn't have access to the amazing network of kindy artists that there are now. And so I would go home, write a song, and I'd come back. 
uh, and I would do it the next day. And I did that for a few years until my boss at the time, my boss said, you know, that's what you're doing is a marketable skill. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you're writing all these songs and, and they're wonderful and they're catchy. And I said to her, oh, no, 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 no. Anyone who can play music can write music. That's that's a thing. She said, I don't think that that's true. <laughs> and she uh, was the person who convinced me to record some of this music for the school. And that is how I accidentally fell into the world that I've now been in for about a decade now. So it's, it's amazing how those kind of happy accidents happen. So what was your, your experience like putting that first album together? Did, did you do it yourself or did you uh, work with uh, another record company or how did you put it together? That's a wonderful question. So the, the first one that I did, um, I kind of, posted around on Facebook. I said, hey, does anyone know any recording engineers? I want to do a, a short album, uh, limited budget, but if someone's willing to work with me and um, someone reached out that they were kind of learning the ropes as I was learning the ropes in, in kids music, they were learning the ropes in recording and they were like, this could be a mutually beneficial experience. So he was like, as, as long as you don't mind me working slow as I figure it out. And I was like, look, as long as you don't mind me working slow as I learn how to record music, we'll do it together. And so it was a really fascinating project. A process. And even though I knew exactly what it was that I wanted to record and I, I had the, you know, 10 or 12 songs lined up, ready to go, the process of getting in into a studio, a real studio space and, and playing to a click track and all that was, was brand new. And, you know, up until then, I'd always played with a full band and I had never played individual parts. So, you know, recording everything individually. And on that first one, I did the drums, I did the keyboards, I did the bass, I did the guitar, I did the vocals, I did it all piece by piece. So, it, and the other thing is that I was also trying to pay my rent and my bills and all that. So we would meet, <laughs> we met every Monday evening for three hours for about four or five months. And that is how we got the thing done. Just because that was our only available time that we both could do it. We both had jobs, we both had to figure it out, but it was a really cool process. I bet by the time you got back in there, the following Monday, you were like ready to go and <laughs> had a lot of yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, this too, it's like you, when you're in a creative space, you get new ideas, right. And you have to like almost squash the temptation to like act on those right now. Cause you gotta, I, I don't know. It, 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 it was a very good learning experience, but it, it prepared me for the next two albums, which went a lot easier <laughs> for sure. So tell me about your subsequent albums. Do, do you kind of follow along with a theme to your music or is it general topics or? What you, you know, like so that's really wonderful. So I came up in the world of uh, Jewish children's music. The, the preschool that I was working at from that story was a Jewish day school. And I was writing a lot of uh, like young Jewish educational music. <clears throat> and the first two albums were on those themes and they kind of hit themes of holidays and, and different Jewish ideas and themes and stories. And then with the third album, I decided that I, I wanted to go kind of more secular, more wide net with what I was doing, but the themes and the values stayed the same. And I think what has always been true about what I've been trying to do is that it's, even though it's like high energy, fun music, that it's values-based. And so 
can we still, you know, take what I had from the first two albums with, you know, how we love and care for each other in the world and all that, and still bring that into a secular album, which the third one was. And then also at the same time, like all the funny, goofy songs about like weird Hebrew words and the weird sounds that they make and all that. Like, can you have funny and just goofy, silly, uh, zany space songs on the newer album to kind of bridge that gap? Same kind of a thing, just on a more wide net and less of a Jewish lens focus. Gotcha. So one of the questions that, that, you know, it's interesting how everybody dealt with the lockdown and the pandemic and, and things like that. And were you doing a lot of live or in-person performances leading up to that? And then how did you kind of work your way through through the lockdown? <laughs> what a journey. Right? I feel like everyone had every all of us. We had that week where uh, the year's worth of touring and concerts and whatever was just <laughs> canceled. Right. <laughs> And uh, so I had that week too. I had been um, fully touring. I was on the road about half of the weeks of the year all over the country at schools and zoos and family fun days and synagogues and summer camps and the whole thing. And when that shut down, I was actually really well prepped to take it all inside because I had been doing so much YouTube work and so much live work and uh, shooting a lot of music videos for all of the songs that I had. And so I, and I had all the gear, I had the equipment, I had the cameras, I had the microphones, I had the lighting and <clears throat> like day one, when the LA school system shut down, I wrote to the school. I was like, I got this. I'm going to be on live every day for an hour at this time. And we're going to do a show called Jason's power hour. And I'm going to bring on guests. We'll figure it out. And I ran that for, we did, um, boy, oh boy, we did about, I think, 100 episodes by, by the time we called it quits. A little under 100 episodes of it. Um, and they're all still on my YouTube page and whatever. And you can kind of see the progr the progression of it going from like, being in my living room and figuring out like my wife also had to work from home. So she became a character on the show because I couldn't not like have her in the background. <laughs> um, and so it was a bummer to cancel all these shows that we had the live stuff, but a lot of people were like, okay, let's, let's do it digital. Let's see what happens. And I was able to pivot miraculously into a digital world, which was like, a lifesaver. But the one thing I will say that was such a bummer that I guess I didn't realize how much of my, my soul and my, like who I am as a person is related to my work with kids. And I didn't realize, I mean, I know I, I loved it, but when it was all ripped away from me and it was just through the screen, like I was so sad and it, re it really, really hit me just how much I love doing what I get to do every single day. And so it's been nice that it started to come back in person. And, and July was an, an amazing month. I did 116 performances in, in the month of July, which was the most I've ever done in, in my life. But there's definitely here, at least in LA, there's like a big need and a big energy for like, let's get back to kids music. Let's get back to concerts. And it's all been outside and we've been doing our best to stay safe. But I'm glad that there's that hunger is still there because it's been a year and a half. And you know, 
that's a whole cycle of kids, right? Especially if you're, you know, if your demo is age two to three and a half and you miss 18 months, you miss an entire cycle. So I'm like very happy to be back in it, but it was, it was a cool experience. And I think for all of us, it was an amazing reminder. Like so many of us had to really step up our digital game, right? Like all of us got kind of caught when it happened. But I do think if you have to take a silver lining from this, it's like, Oh, there's an entire world that we were all ignoring. And now we see how valuable that is. So in a way it's, if you have to take one blessing from this insanity of this last two years, I'd say it's that, it's that all of us, you know, candy artists had to start doing what other artists have been doing for a decade. Now we kind of had to catch up and, we never really had to do it because our fans are are three and they're not going on Instagram live and all that stuff. <laughs> yep. No, understood. Um, so I, I'm sure you probably found some of the kids that maybe you met for the first time online or are you seeing them at your shows now? And, and- Yeah. Yeah. It's been really cool. Um, I was actually, so once the, students who I knew and the kids from the schools that I worked in in LA grew tired of the YouTube show. More people from out of LA caught on to it. And so I was having viewers like send in videos from Tucson and Austin, Texas, and from Jersey and Philly and all these places. And that has actually turned into Jason, you really saved us during the the lockdown. Can we, you know, now that things are starting to open, can we get you out here to do a show? And so it started this summer and I got to get out to Texas to do some stuff with some folks in Waco who I just met because of the internet stuff. So that was really, really fun getting to see those people. And then also the students here in LA, like who kind of popped along the way and it's been way nicer, you know, um, I don't know. If you've ever had uh, uh, met Twinkle Time or had her on the show, but uh, she runs a big thing here at a bunch of the uh, outdoor malls in LA. And she had me come do some shows there. And I was like, oh, I saw these faces that I only had seen on Zoom. But I was like, I remember you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Are you ready to get into your song? Let's talk about it. All right. Today's song is called I Want to Go to Mars. So tell me what inspired you to write and play this song. Fantastic. So I Want to Go to Mars was um, a song that I had been playing around with for about 10 years. Um, And it started as an idea that I had in a one act musical that I was writing in college about a kid who goes to a carnival in his dreams every night because his home situation isn't great. And then one of the rides at this carnival is a Mars ride and he w- he's building out the ride with the Imagineers at the carnival, but like what it's going to be like and his interpretation of what's out there. And there's like chocolate rivers and the moon is made of cheese. And uh, you know, there, there, I, I heard that there's at the time when I was writing it, there's like right when they were discovering that maybe there was water on Mars and that was like a big thing for me. And then, you know, just all these little like factoids and he's a kid. And so he's so excited and he gets in over his head about it. And then he goes, wait a minute. Okay. Let me slow down. If by chance you find people who are building the ride are going on a trip to Mars, could I come 
I won't talk. I'll sit in the back. I'll hang out with my crayons. I'll d- I just want to see it. I just want to get there. I want to see if the Mars in my dreams is the Mars that uh, is actually out there. And so that's how the song kind of came about. And I thought also it's like a good way to put in some sneaky actual information about the, the red planet itself. So um, from an educational standpoint, at least you get little like little factoids about what's actually going on in Mars, uh, as well as like the zany stilly, you know, stuff about chocolate and things like that. So um, that that's where it came from. And that's the song. And it was just, you know, for me, the other part of it was that I had an, um, an amazing woman named Alicia Penn, who um, when I was working on the album, I reached out to, I went to Syracuse University and I reached out to the alumni like message board. I was like, anyone got a good va- backup vocalist? Like I need a real singer on this. Cause I'm, you know, I'm a performer. I wouldn't say I'm a great singer that I'd be the first to admit it. Hand up. I will, I can perform, but like my voice is secondary to the performance a lot of times. And I was like, I want a girl just belting her face off on the end of this, like really dreaming up big, like more is more situation. And I met this amazing woman, Alicia, and and she was so cool. It was such a learning experience because she came into the studio and she knocked it out in about 30 minutes. And I was like, great. And so she did all the backup vocals for me. Really fun, like in terms of a behind the scenes look at the song, really cool to just have a professional walk in super prepared, ready to go, knocked it out, like gave me options. She was amazing. And so that was like tops. Awesome. All right. Well, let's check it out. Here is I Want to Go to Mars by Jason Meshes. I want to go to Mars Cause no one's been before Open up a door To something new I want to go to Mars They say there's water there So let's make a slide for you and I With loops and tunnels and a drop How'd that planet get so red? You think they will have garlic bread? Maybe I should stay on Earth instead I wanna go to Mars Cause no one's been before Open up a candy store That's free for you I wanna go to Mars I've heard there's chocolate there We could make milkshakes with the Martians And sing as loud as we want There's no dentists or cavities And a lot less surface gravity And both its moons are probably made of I wanna go to Mars I wanna go to Mars I wanna go to Mars So if by chance you are going on a trip to Mars Can I come? I won't talk very much I'll just sit in my space seat in my little space suit and if i need a treat i'll come prepared with some space food i'll bring all the space things that you need like a space mask i'll sharpen all the pencils so that we can do our space crafts a slightly smaller colder place and helmets 
to protect our face There's tons of room, that's why they call it space, space. I wanna go to Mars Cause no one's been before Open up a door To something new I wanna go to Mars They say there's water there So let's make a slide For you and I With loops and tunnels and a drop I wanna go to Mars 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 That was I Want to Go to Mars by Jason Meshes. All right, Jason, let everyone know where they can stream and download that song and where they can find and connect with you on social media. All right. Awesome. Uh, well, I Want to Go to Mars is on the album also titled I Want to Go to Mars. You can find that Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, anywhere you stream. It is there. You can find it on my website, jasonmeshesmusic.com. You can check me out on Instagram at Music. Facebook is Jason Meshes Music and YouTube. All the music videos and things like that are also Jason Meshes Music on, on YouTube. So you can find it all there. Stream it, download it, and most importantly, share it. Pass it on to a friend. That'd be really great. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is the best. <laughs>